0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Tortured Gnome Podcast. My name is Kenneth and I'm the Game Master and Producer of this podcast. So, here is the big episode that I know you've all been waiting for as our intrepid band of adventurers meets up with the god Hupa. I'm going to go ahead and apologize for the audio issues on my end that you'll hear throughout this episode. I have no idea what was going on, but my track would just randomly split for about half a second and then garble about a second later. I did my best to clean it up, but unfortunately I wasn't able to get rid of all of it. I tried to clip some of the pieces out that didn't have anything really to do with the story, and hopefully it won't detract from what I feel has been our best episode yet. Again, I do apologize. But please, still, let any of your friends that you know who listen to D&D Podcasts know about us. We are so happy to have any new listeners that we might find out there. The more listeners we have, the more that we can work to break you great content. And even if your friends don't listen to those D&D podcasts, you can let them know we have a pretty good story about a ragtag group of dysfunctional adventurers with a little bit of math thrown in there occasionally. And please make sure that you subscribe to our feed using your favorite podcast app that we can be found on. If you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at torturednomepodcast at gmail.com. That's torturednomepodcast at gmail.com. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello, gnomes and nomads, and welcome back to the Torture Gnome Podcast. My name is Kenneth. I'm going to be your dungeon master for the evening. Go on around the table, starting with. JJ.
1: Hey, everybody. It's JJ, uh, newly mic'd up, hopefully ready to go. I'll be playing Samson Riggs, the Dwarven Cleric. And Summer.
2: Hey, guys. It's Summer. I'll be playing Tazra your favorite mountain dwarf hopefully she won't have to kick some richard butt speaking of tom hey
3: everybody it's tom i'll be playing richard fitzgood as usual your favorite rogue.
0: and last and certainly not least emily
4: hi everyone i'm emily and i'll be playing kai the demon Bane, champion of the people
0: Alright, so you guys between the last session and this one, it's been a little over a month since we had one conflicts. So you guys leveled up. And last episode, you guys left the second outpost, and they decided that it had gotten too dangerous to allow you to continue on the road. It kinda came out that they were using you as bait to get Victor's. Little force out in the open. They were going to try to destroy it, but you got to it. Well, they got to you first and then you wrecked them. So they decided that to go ahead and get you on to Iago. And what they did was they loaded up on what they called a bullet that was going to get you there very, very fast. That up with the cart, the horse, and all of you and took off. that happened i think it was that morning tizer walked in on kai and learned kai's secret if you forgot what that secret was go back and listen to this episode right now so you guys and it was basically this gigantic rolling monstrosity that moved very, very, very fast. And the countryside moved by at a blazing fast speed, and then you guys slowed down and saw the city, and it was bigger than anything that you had ever seen before, and different than any other city. You had seen taller buildings, three or four stories, but these were buildings that reached up into the sky and you're kind of marveling at all the massive buildings and they got you to the central temple. They let you guys rest for talks with you guys and then drop the bomb on you that you head into a little meeting with a certain Yupa. And exactly how we ended up that last episode, but I believe you guys were walking up a grand set of double doors emblazoned with the sigil of Hupa and that's where we're going to pick it up today so any thoughts that anybody wants to get out into the open or do we want to just go ahead and jump right in
1: I think he's pretty pretty nervous at this point I think it's been quite some time before or, well, since he's been face-to-face with any sort of god last one would have been uh, Pac, uh i think at some point before he left the mountain where he had essentially lived most of his life or all of his life up to that point uh, before he headed out on this kind of journey pilgrimage whatever you want to call it okay
4: i think kai had been in a bad mood that morning but then like they really were having fun on the train so i think they're just kind of back to their normal like just, like, scanning the area, checking things out. Back to business, I guess.
0: Okay.
3: Richard's pretty upset because at this point he's just kind of totally fucked. Um, kind of ruined his business. He's uh, not going to make the delivery. He's not going to be able to go back to those towns without a lot of lot of issue. He's a little upset about not being able to make the, the appropriate delivery he wanted to make. Okay
0: anything from Tazra?
2: Um Tazra's just kind of like um i think ready to be there and kind of know what what she's doing and what we're all supposed to be doing and um probably probably a little bit nervous about meeting this person and everything. So Okay. Yeah, that that's basically just her right now.
0: Alright, so as you guys approach these double doors, these two men in white robes just kind of materialize and they reach forward and grab these gigantic candle doors and they pull them open and arc on the inside of this room. but you can kind of see a soft green glow from further back in the room. And they motion for you to enter.
3: Richard's going to shove Sam, uh, Samuel forward or Samson. Samson. Sorry. He's going to shove him forward as in like, go, go first. Just like a quick little shove. Not like shoving him five feet four, just like a quick, like, go on.
1: Yeah, I think that'll catch him off guard just a little bit. He'll, he'll catch a step, stumble just, just a hair. Um, in normal circumstances, he probably would have turned around and uh, brought Richard to his knees, but he's far too uh, nervous concentrating on uh, what's about to happen. Uh, I mean, uh, nothing bad, but just the, the walking into this level of uh, not really royalty but deity is kind of can be intimidating Uh, so he can only imagine what the other one others might be going through I don't think
4: Kai really cares about the gods they know that this is a big deal especially for um, Samson and probably Tazra does Tazra believe too?
2: So, Tazra is kind of like... Kind of Um... Kind of go with the flow... Kind of thing. She's like a monk, but like... I don't think she's really thought... Too much about it. She just... Kind of... Knows the ways and... But yeah. Basically... Kind of just... A little bit informed But she didn't really Care about that part So more of a a... Yeah Yeah she kind of Yeah
0: Alright so Samson kind of Stumbles forward Like Kind of A little shock there but Samson Into the room And The door Slows behind Behind you, and there's an audible thud. So, Richard. Yes, sir. You are kind of expecting maybe the lights to come on, but you're actually standing in a field. In a
3: field? Late afternoon. Uh, is is anyone else around me when I look when I look back or uh, around at all? Nope. Nobody's oh,
0: well, nobody's there.
3: Well, what kind of field is it? Is it just like grass, or is it like a some sort of crop? Or is it...
0: Now that you kind of look around at the countryside, you know
3: where you are. Your home like Richard's house yes like his house I, th- I think he's gonna just I you know, think this this can't be real but you know can't can't fight the urge to, to go to his house
0: yeah. and it's I mean you're standing on a little bit of a hill so you kind of walk off in that direction and there's your house quite little nice house and parked on the other side of the house is your cart it doesn't look the same as it did though
3: he's gonna kind of kind of glare almost at at the cart in the house there i think he's gonna try to approach the house and uh, like stealthily kind of look in
0: okay yeah you can give me uh give me a stealth check oh yeah So you essentially just kind of blend in for a little shadow. There is, and you walk past the cart. And as you look at the cart, you recognize those marks. Those are the old markings before before you took the cart. Yep. And Herschel looks good.
3: Does Richard see anything inside the house? Uh,
0: as you look in, you see motion. You kind of in towards the, through the living room area. And in the kitchen, you see her.
3: Richard's going to kind of drop below the window and kind of take a real deep breath because he he knows what he saw. So he doesn't doesn't know what this is. If maybe it's just a, a good dream, or maybe someone's messing with him. He he's not sure, but uh, I I think he's gonna think about it for a while, and he's just gonna he's gonna stand up and go uh, try to walk through the door, not even, not stealthing or anything. He's gonna he's gonna see just see how it plays out. If if he's just you know if maybe he passed out or something, and maybe he can just enjoy this. So he, he's going to just uh, en- enter the house. All right. You enter the
0: house and Eleanor turns as the door opens. And she said, "Sinky, you're home.
3: For any, you know, viewers, it'd probably be the first time you actually saw like a smile on Richard's face. it just be like a huge one. Uh, 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 hearing that, he just doesn't even care. He's just going to kind of like run and embrace her. Yep.
0: And she kind of, she took a few steps and you like got there way faster than she was expecting. She kind of, oofs, just a little bit as you hug her wider than you were expecting, than she was expecting. Oh, just about home, home right on time. Oh, you gotta let me finish up dinner.
3: He's probably gonna hold on just for another minute and, and, and he's gonna let go. And he's just thinking, God, this this isn't right but I you know he he can't help but in, enjoy it just he's gonna kind of stand over her as she you know finishes dinner or whatever and not like go sit down anywhere
0: yep, you can go sit you can actually go sit at your table or you could go sit in your favorite easy chair
3: he doesn't even want to do any of that like I say he's just he's gonna kind of stay plastered to her okay uh, uh, you know he's, he's in love with this woman or you know at least was at some point and mm. If if this is what he can see or this is what he can experience, he, he wants all of it he can get. Okay. So he's like I said, he's probably gonna hover over.
0: Okay. She kind of she kind of has a spoon and it doesn't look like she's used it just yet. And she kind of swats it, step back. Can't finish dinner if you're gonna just hover. And she kind of turns back to the stove and 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 starts stirring a pot. I made your favorite stew. I hope that's okay.
3: Richard's gonna smile and just like that's that's just just fine, and he's gonna actually kind of just smack her on the butt, just a nice little loving one, and and kind of like go sit at the table. Okay, she kind of close as he can be without getting harassed for hovering.
0: (laughs) He jumps and then kind of points the spoon as in a kind of a you dirty dog you, (laughs) and she. You know, keeps she goes over and pours a pours two drinks out of a pitcher, and she takes down two bowls and ladles in two big scoops of stew in yours and one maybe a little and a little bit more in hers, and she brings them over, brings the drinks over, and then brings the stew over. So, how was this trip, honey?
3: He's he's trying to think back to even what what might have been happening around the time, and he just. Has no idea anymore. It's, oh, it was it was great, baby. Just, just fine. And he's gonna kind of sit back a little bit. How are you feeling?
0: Well, it it comes and goes, and she coughs just a little bit.
3: Well, you you know, I'm, I'm working hard to, to to get the money. Uh, we're, we'll we'll get it soon enough, and we'll we'll get it worked out with the monastery or or whatever we need to do. And he's gonna put his hand on hers.
0: He said, "Eat, honey, eat."
3: No, I just, I just need you to believe that, you know, we're, we're going to make this happen. I know. He's just kind of like looking down because he, he, he doesn't know, you know, if he could do it or not, regardless. Now, this is even something real. Like if the last weeks had been a nightmare, he, he's just destitute, but you know, this is, this is just amazing to him.
0: And the stew, it's pretty good. You'd forgotten why this was your favorite. There's just some extra spice that she puts into it that she's never told you. Said it was her secret that she passed down whenever the girls got married.
3: He's just sitting there thinking to himself, damn. He's like, she never did tell me what this was. And he's going to think to himself, she's probably not going to ever tell me. But it's just what makes it more special to me. He's going to, you know, it's... eat a little bit more but he's uh you know savoring it he's not he's not piling it in his mouth he wants to you know be able to conversate with the woman of his uh woman of his heart there you know as he's eating I think uh she might notice Richard's eyes kind of perk up and he's like oh, oh I'll be back hold on and he's gonna uh actually kind of hurriedly walk out to the cart and look into the spot where he would have stashed the money the to- uh. Uh, that he originally stole. Yeah, it's there. He's gonna, like, facepalm, and he's gonna like, run into the house as fast as he can. Okay. Is she still sitting at the table?
0: No. Instead of, uh, seeing uh, seeing Eleanor sitting at the table, uh, there is a gentleman, probably mid fifties, older, but not too old, wearing kind of a black dress suit with a bright green tie. And he looks at Richard and says, if you could take it back, would you not steal the money?
3: Obviously, it was it, it was it was to save her. Like, I I don't need the money if it's not gonna take care of the issue. It it was I was gonna pay it back. It's just he, he doesn't know what to say because he knows he caused it.
0: But you knew who you were stealing from.
3: We we were just gonna leave. I was I was just gonna get here first. We were just gonna leave going to get her taken care of we're just just going to disappear and I I know it's not right but I I didn't have any options
0: but you understand now that what you did caused her death he's
3: going to stare at the floor I've, I've I've known that for a long time you piece of shit what what the fuck is going on here
0: do you think revenge will make you feel better?
3: I can't hurt. I'm just going to kind of look down ashamed. You weren't always like this. You're going to hear like an exasperated sigh, just kind of like a, a, a long breath out. He's like, so can't I, I can't be the same person anymore. I'm I'm just not the same person. I can't. I can't go home. I, I'm lying. I'm lying about my name to some strangers, trying to get something somewhere, and I can't even get it there anymore. I, I, I've lost my touch. I don't. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And you know, tear. Like a couple tears are probably rolling out Richard's face, just like, kind of, you know, having experienced seeing her, you know, again, and and now just having it taken away. So he, he's probably getting a little emotional.
0: The loss of a loved one affects people in days. You became angry and bitter and created this persona to protect yourself from harm. But has it protected you from harm, truly?
3: What do, you, what do you want me to say? What, I, I, I messed up, I, I I know, but, you know, you, you say trauma changes people in one way or another? Well, they're, they're just going to have to make a change, and they're just going to kind of stand up a little straighter. Do
0: you understand I'm trying to help you?
3: I was talking me out of just removing dirt bags from this earth helping this this is just ridiculous
0: does it matter that you see it happen
3: I I don't I can barely remember their faces anymore I, I know I know I'll see them if I see him, I'll know him. But it, it has to be me. I, I can't let anyone else handle this. I, I, I caused the situation for myself, and it's, it's. I'm gonna handle it, or I'm, I'm gonna die trying.
0: So, Ezekiel.
3: He's going to kind of cut his eyes at him.
0: You can't continue to hide. This Richard persona has gotten you in trouble since you've come into my lands. It's put you at odds with your group. And it's put you at odds and in danger constantly since you adopted it. I, well, perhaps some of my brethren, can help you and employ you. You have skills. You're an excellent merchant. And whether you're dealing in the goods of the outside world, as you've been doing, or whether you start dealing in goods that we produce, and trade in it's just simply a matter of you learning what is that is valuable how valuable it is but if I can provide you proof that your retribution has place would that allow you comfort? He's
3: going to think about it for a while no, I, 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 it won't. It's gonna look him in the face. It's, it's, it's not gonna do it. It, it has to be me. There's, there's no turning back. They, they, they took her from me, and now, now their family's gonna have to feel what I've felt. Months now, every night. You
0: don't even know it's been. Do you realize it's been, do you realize it's been four years?
3: Just kind of, kind of looked down into the side and not realize at all it it, had been that long, but between being constantly drunk and, and or other things to kind of numb the pain, he's uh, kind of lost track of things. All, all, all the days run together. They're just, they're just days. He's, he, he's, like I said, he can't even barely remember what the people look like. I, I personally don't know if he would, he actually would recognize me if he saw him, but he swears to himself he, he would. hes He's been chasing his vengeance so long and just not being able to achieve it, it's just like, its it's almost like he's given up on it, but can't tell anyone he has. And he's so he's just gonna look down and kind of sullenly. What what do you want from me? What what is this really about? This is about
0: reconciliation. It's about becoming who you should be. And he stands up. And walks over to you and this thing that you've created is helping no one. And he turns around and kind of waves a hand and a another person, it looks like, but like you can see through them is standing there. But their arms are out and their legs are out. And you vaguely recognize. Him. And he gestures to him and says, This was Jeremiah Grigsby. He was the owner of the company that you double crossed. This is the one that you stole from and ordered Eleanor's death. And ordered your death too. Unfortunately, he died about two years ago. There are others that carried out the actual deed. There were four others. Two of them are dead. One will never walk again. And the other has fled beyond what I can find. So the choice that you have before you today is who else needs to die? Should Richard Fitzgood die? Or should Ezekiel Reinhardt replace him?
3: I think the whole time he was talking about the people having having died or been paralyzed and such, he's, his breathing was kind of getting more shallow and kind of... Erratic, and you know he's just kind of like kind of lost his composure that he usually keeps and and then when you say does Richard Fitz have to die or is Ezekiel gonna you know come out he, he doesn't know how to take that and he almost kind of like reaches for a weapon what, are you, what do you mean does Richard Fitz have to die
0: the persona not literally that you would die
3: His shoulders are kind of relaxed.
0: This persona, you know it's not good. You know it's not good for you, and you know it's no good for anybody around. Ezekiel, though, he was happy. He was a loving husband. And he was a loyal friend. The world needs more of that in these days. But only you can make that choice. My people can get you to a place where they can take you to the other side of the Great Rock Mountains. I I
3: think Richard's just kind of Doing that stare off kind of at someone's shins when you don't want to make eye contact. Like he kind of feels like this guy kind of has him by the balls, uh, and and you know he's kind of he, he's kind of telling the truth. And Richard's kind of mulling over in his head. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Richard is a piece of shit, but you know it, it was just a persona. But he, he he put it on for a reason. But maybe you know. If everyone's gone, maybe he doesn't have to be this person anymore. He he's just kind of mulling over everything. In his head is just kind of sponging the information. He he doesn't really know how to how to really speak at this moment. I don't think he has has words. He's just kind of not only seen his wife for a moment, but then you know being told who killed him is gone. His his life carpets at this point was just kind of ripped from him he just doesn't have anything anymore he's just kind of like a a hollow man standing there in front of this other being I think he would he would almost just kind of try to brace himself up against kind of a wall and just kind of slide down it kind of knees to, to forehead and just kind of kind of just cry into itself.
0: And you feel a you know warm arms kind of wrapping you. And the old man is, is kind of, you know, knelt down there with you. I think you've made your choice.
3: Just he- kind of heavy breathing and he he knows, you know, the guy knows what's going on, but it's, it's just not in Richard to, to, to look up with, you know, the the tears on his face of this guy. And he's just, I, 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 I don't want to be this way. It's just I I I've had to be this way to not be found. And now that I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I know how to act any other way. I've, I've, I've been Richard for so long.
0: I can tell you that two of your companions if you sincerely apologize to them and tell them the truth be who you are and not this character that you play I think you'll find them receptive. The third Will be a much more difficult track, but I don't think it's impossible.
3: I think Richard will kind of, kind of nod at him, uh, just from his head bowed position, just like a acknowledgement nod. Mm. I, I don't know how how he's going to try to work it out. I. I said he's he's going to have to try to. Un- unlearn everything he's kind of taught himself over the last few years, and try to—I don't know—be a decent human being. But it's—he's it's, gonna say that it might take time, and you know, I don't—I don't know. If they'll believe the words that come out of my mouth now. He's gonna kind of splay out a little bit more, just kick his kick his heels out, just kind of like just. You know, just be in his self. He's not—he's not paying attention to anything more. Just—he's he, just staring off in the distance, trying to, trying to just gather his thoughts. And he's gonna—he's gonna, he's gonna kind of close his eyes. He's gonna r- rub them and say, "So, what—what what does this mean?"
0: It means that you've taken a very large step towards your redemption and the light goes kind of green and everything kind of fades a little bit and you hear two garlic cloves a teaspoon of cinnamon and three teaspoons of salt
3: Richard's gonna think about him like is that... What I think it is, and like he's gonna kind of just—he's gonna hold on to that. It'll probably mean a lot, a lot if it's actually what he thinks it is. It'll—it'll it'll mean a lot that you know, kind of pass it to him.
0: And you're in this green light, as Samson. Yes. So you remember kind Cat- of yeah. there. And you weren't really expecting, but understanding probably your minds.
1: Yeah, I think kind of almost take a step back as soon as you took a step forward, and as a familiar, but still almost unfamiliar surroundings. He, he left those what feels like ages ago. Um, I think he kind of stepped forward and uh, touched the, the rock wall. He, he knows this can't be real because that's not where he just was, but yet it feels real. Yeah, I mean, you recognize
0: this area. If you go, if you take a left because you're kind of back against a wall If you take a left, that's going to take you back to the Undercity. And if you take... Probably going to take you down to Mining Outpost number two. And that's the one you spend most of your time. I think
1: he would look towards both of those. And I think he would head towards Mining Outpost number two. He'd spent several decades there. Essentially, mining for the the red gems that they had then come across in this chest that they were transporting but um take a few cautious steps towards that corridor but then at the same time almost stop because lest he remembered there had been several cave-ins several outpost had been abandoned and everybody had retreated back to the Undercity. So he kind of stands in that, in that corridor looking down, just kind of wondering where, when is is this? I mean, he knows it's not real, but it feels very real at the same time. Okay. So you're heading towards outpost number two? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna okay. kind of steal himself for a few seconds, and he's gonna head that way. And figures if this is some sort of very realistic vision of the past, he's gonna go as far as it'll it'll let him, and head towards uh, Outpost Number Two. Yeah. So
0: you're heading down the way, and it's gonna take you about an hour or so. Normally, you wouldn't travel like this. Your latest invention really needs to get put into use down here. So, you know, you know that mining's been a little weak down here, but you think that this new invention will probably be the thing that it takes to get a pretty productive outpost. again.
1: As he's walking, those thoughts are going to flow into his head, and it's a Realize it. Yeah, just a few more, few more touches and this is going to, it's going to change things around This is going to really get things to where they need to be. If he can just, if he can just reach it, if he can just finish it, it's going to, it's going to fix a lot of things. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. So you kind of uh, keep on head now and you're to a cross corridor and you hear something. Why don't you give me a perception check? With advantage, since you're very familiar with these. Oh, yeah. Back down this right-hand corridor, you're pretty sure that's going to be some goblins and at this juncture, they might be able to get to the Undercity. Really kind of noticed from that. Yeah. These tunnels are not supposed, these tunnels are supposed to be secured elsewhere.
1: From that perception. Would he be able to tell not specific, but maybe a rough size of the number of goblins. Probably f- somewhere between
0: four and six. Gonna
1: stop, kind of hug the wall. Let's see, here's the cackling, screeching, and and draw his uh, hand crossbow. He's got his mace, but he's figuring if he gets off a a shot, if he needs to, he can kind of surprise him and maybe buy himself a few seconds. Uh, He knows that he might be able to by himself handle a couple, but uh, once you get in greater numbers, even though not as powerful as, as other bigger beings that can definitely take you by surprise, and, and just sheer numbers will will overwhelm smaller parties. He's gonna I'm cautiously kind of peek down that corridor, see if you can see how far down they are. At the same time, running through his head, like how they got here, how they got to this part. Did, were other security outposts overrun? Uh, was it something else that was able to get them deeper into this cave without being noticed you've probably got about a minute to make
0: a decision and as you're about it you probably have something that you could set up real quick and ambush the goblins but it's going to be dangerous for you but it would keep this little goblin band however many you're probably going to cause a cave in on that particular branch but the post is closed anyway the only thing that's there is actually a small garrison, 20 or 25 and they can get back some way
1: yeah he's, he's gonna run through a couple scenarios in his head real quick and yeah realizing there's a danger of a cave in but the the havoc that a handful of these creatures could cause if they get further or are able to get to other passages and let in even more or even bigger creatures is, is too great a risk so he's gonna kind of sheath his holster's crossbow and start pulling things out and getting things ready uh, yeah that garrison of dwarves can get Anywhere they need to various passages, even dig through I'm very skilled to obviously get through mountains of of rock pretty quickly. But this could cause havoc on a, a different level, and knows that he just needs to get it taken care of now.
0: Okay. So I so, you know you probably have about forty-five seconds now to get this set up to see you, so you can get it set up quickly. And you just finished setting up as the lead gal goll- into view, and they say,
3: <laughs>
0: "Dwarf, get him!" And you see the he misjudges it. There's about nine of them there,
1: knowing that they were close. He's maybe a little startled by the fact they were that close and uh, getting the last couple pieces into position uh, as soon as it's ready he's gonna activate this device
0: okay so it kinda goes and then thunk,
2: thunk thunk
0: and the ground just kinda shakes in like a controlled earthquake and then like a sonic wave hits the sea bounces to the ground and that knocks the goblins down and then you hear the telltale signs of a cave-in coming one goblin gets through though and knocks you down as hundreds of rocks just comes crashing down and
1: you don't see anything anymore. Uh, I think at the feeling the goblin kind of tackle into him and feels the the quake of the rocks immediately going to push the goblin away and at the same time shield his head as the rocks come down. Uh, And then before they can make contact, realizes that they're not there. They've disappeared.
0: Yep. And so you wake up on a slab and you know that this is the new body and you're sure that it's going to be good but you're kind of trying to grab back at that Extra knowledge that you had and it's starting to slip away again and Samson
1: opens his eyes I think it's gonna be just like uh, you, you're having that that dream and the instant you wake up you remember every single detail about that dream Sights, smells, colors—you can see faces, you can see everything—and then, as you wake up and as you become more aware, all those details start to slip away. Uh, and kind of before you know it, before he knows it, he kind of sits up, and it's—it's it's almost a, a not really déjà vu feeling, but kind of that 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 vibe that, similar like this, there was something. I, I remember something and as soon as he can try to grasp onto it, it's like trying to hold water. It just slips through and all he can see is that he's on this slab in this place and that's about all he knows. It's about all he can remember, that and his His name is Samson. That's all he can remember It's just a name.
0: And as you sit up, you look over into the corner and there's a man there. For simplicity's sake, if you remember, it's a mid fifties man in a black, you know, business style suit with a bright green tie. And he looks over at you and says, "Hmm, you're awake. Excellent.
1: You look around and, and kind of look back. This, this man is very vaguely familiar. Doesn't know why, but there's a familiarity to him, even though Samson's pretty sure he's, he's not laid eyes on this man before. But there's there's this air of familiarity about him. And Samson kind of sit up swing his legs off the side of the slab and just almost wince at the, the, the stiffness Like it feels like his, his body has been immobile for some time yeah
0: and there's all your gear there you know, you've got your mace, your crossbow uh, there's that sword that you took off of that guy
1: and kind of slide off uh, the slab there, start uh, kind of uh, working out some of the, the kinks and uh, holding whatever sheet was draping over him to protect any amount of de- uh, you know, decency, modesty. You're in hand. your,
0: you in your armor. You actually had your shield on your on your arm too.
1: Having sworn he was completely naked a, a split second before, Samson's gonna, gonna look down and then glance over at the table and realize everything that was there is now on him, and that's yep. kind of freak him out a little bit. And look over at the, the man. Uh, 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 I. Uh, what? What is this?
0: Uh, this is your mind, not mine. But I received a report that you might have been a first generation dwarf. and that wasn't quite right. This, your generation, but you were still created
1: rather than born Samson kind of nod uh, remembering the conversation um, when he found out that bit of information but now now realizing that even that wasn't completely true uh, kind of narrows eyes Second g- generation.
0: It's not something that we're exactly proud of, but we were in great need of miners. Myself, Pock, Pell, others of our brethren, and we designed dwarves based off of, actually, old Earth legend. And it turns out that orbs are absolutely incredible at mining. But some of us felt that the ethics of the situation weren't pleasant and so we decided that we would add in the ability to procreate and that we would for our part no longer hold dwarves in bunch. strangely enough many still decided they like to mine and you're one of those one of the best that Pac had
1: so at this point uh, him having mentioned all these other deities would Samson recognize him in this form or would it just be more of a realize it, realization that he's speaking with a god but he maybe doesn't quite know which one You have, you're like,
0: you're telling you and your brain is telling you and your teeth are telling you there's a power here that just can't be replicated. And you've only felt that once before when Buck sent you on your pilgrimage.
1: But he wouldn't necessarily know which one at this point.
0: You can take a pretty good guess. We know you're in Iago.
1: You're pretty sure this is Hupa. Kind of catching his his wits, so to speak. uh, Staring in kind of a stunned silence as this guy is speaking to him. And when he kind of puts everything together, he kind of uh, cocks his head squints his eyes uh, a little bit uh, and then kind of clicks in his brain and immediately he will kind of drop to a knee and uh, oh uh, Lord Heep uh, f- for- forgive me uh, uh, I, uh,
0: get up and it, I, uh, I don't I don't I don't, I don't f-
1: garbage don't it, don't it, it'll tentatively kind of Look up, raise an eyebrow, and slowly get back up. Uh, 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 Alright. Uh, kind of swing his arms by his side like, uh, I don't know what to do now. Uh, 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 what? I, I, I apologize. I'm still... What? What is happening? So
0: you are a second-generation dwarf. The f- Your first generation, who also went by the name of Samson, held the life essence of a pretty brilliant scientist. And when that scientist died, which you experienced, it didn't transfer to the new life like it should part of that was because it was a considerable distance relativistic, and the manner of the just the sheer viciousness of the death so you received bits and pieces of it and eventually most of it but it didn't all translate completely. But the, I can fix that. I can give you access to all of those memories as it should have. At least the ones that still remain. There are some that will not be there. But it does require a sacrifice. I would need to give you a focus.
1: I have some uh, kind of glance up and down at him, at himself. Uh, ooh, sacrifice. Uh, he'll kind of hold up an arm, questioning. Yeah. Yes. Like the manner in which the sacrifice. Uh, are, are we speaking limb, soul? Souls.
0: No, I'm not gonna make you sacrifice,
1: Richard. I was gonna say, Samson have almost a a, a split second twinge of disappointment, and then catch himself and shake his head. yeah, uh, 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 forgive me. Uh, yeah, I heard that. He, it, it, little smirk kind of plays at the corner of his his mouth. Let's see beard kind of tug upward um, and he'll glance over at the sword that is still laying on the table um, that he took off of the agent of Pell that they knocked unconscious and then uh, were able to give up to cap- captivity uh, and he'll pick that up off the table and uh, present it to hupa uh, hilt first uh, if it will suffice uh, off of a uh, fallen uh, agent of Pell. Uh, swords really aren't my style.
0: He takes it and yes, this should do nicely. And he kind of walks back over to a table and kind of like, hmm, what's it- Good focus for this. Uh, let's see, maybe that right there. Well, Samson has seen like lines, G, in things before, but like he can see like the lines, sword, kind of glowing in it. If you remember, it's kind of like a black sword, and like those lines of energy start to move. As kind of Cup is moving things around, the energies around, and he kind of gathers them and then you know has has his hand brings his hands together and then just kind of push like swings his hands open and there is a box. It's probably about a foot by two foot, and probably about six inches. And then he snaps his fingers and it's about a 6 by 6 box and about 2 inches thick and he walks back over to Samson and says if you truly want to join these memories this is a very special set of tools it's bigger on the inside I will tell you that when you open it it will also make sure you have enough room And then when you get ready to be done with it, you can close it and it will shrink back down to this size. But only If you want those memories. If you want those skills. If you're happy as Samson, there's
1: nothing wrong with this. But I wanted to give you the option. Samson's going to immediately reach for the box, but then just short of of actually making contact with it and kind of close his fist just for a second and and look up from the box to Yupa and I know that this this could hurt this could open up a lot of doors but there's always been a, a part of me that was empty. that didn't feel complete. And this and, and, and kind of inch closer, just a, a, a literal hair away from the box. This could be it this could be one of those pieces that I've been missing. And then make contact and actually grab the box from Hupa. Okay. So
0: as you take the box, your brother's about 50 million miles an hour as this host of information and memories and visions and thoughts and things kind of fuck in. And it threatens to overwhelm you. Like, you drop to a knee. You're still holding the box. Like, you can't let go of the box and then Hupa kind of reaches and puts up her head and things start to slow down and things kind of start clicking into place where they're supposed to go and the personality of the previous Samson is there but our Samson is the one that is in control So it's kind of like there's a second voice in your head, not like multiple personalities. You can kind of ask it for advice if you wanted to. And you know that there are skills and things that you're going to be at. As you gather your wits about you again and you get back to both feet. And he looks at you and smiles and says, I think that was a good choice.
1: Probably wiping a, a little bit of uh, blood from his, his nose. Uh, his brain is uh, rearranged. Um, he'll nod. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's going to take time for this to oh, fully click back where it's supposed to go it, I, I feel more me more complete and he'll not fully drop to, an <clears throat> to, to a knee bow but he'll uh, kind of incline his head slightly towards Hupa and I, I hope to be a, of good service to you and Lord Pock
0: I think we can manage and you kind of look at him and like that tie is glowing pretty green and one, that green color and then everything is green and and Tazra Tazra is here alright so you were kind of uh, weren't right up the rear but you kind of look around and you can kind of see another dwarf in the distance
2: mm-hmm. do I recognize the dwarf? yeah that's your dad Oh, my daddy. Um, Tazru will probably kind of, kind of start to jog with her little legs, and she'll probably shout, "Dad, Dad, is that you?"
0: Oh, hey, little one.
2: What? What are you doing?
0: Well, we were getting this last little. Ready, yo, know, town. What have I told you about shaving, young lady? A proper dwarven lady would have a beard.
2: Tazrul kinda feel her face. Uh, but, but Dad, I, I just, I just wanna be a little different.
0: I know, you and Mother. Well, that's part of why I love her. It's still just strange to look at a dwarf It's not a child anymore, not having to be you get to about eleven and I mean should be at least a couple. Oh. <laughs> I think I already had a six inch beard when I was still not about nine.
2: Oh Dad. You know I rather play with swords with my brothers so the least I could do was shave I know
0: what the... we're not going to tell anybody this but that's why you're my favorite
2: <laughs> oh dad your secret's safe with me yep. alright well you now, go
0: ahead and take this on down to town are, are you coming with me well, I mean, since we got that word that they're going to be a little bit more prevalent, it might not be a bad idea to have a couple of
2: us. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that would be smart. And just to talk to you.
0: Yeah. All right, so you guys hitch up the wagon. And you guys kind of take it on into town. But something's wrong. As you guys kind of get...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably about an hour from town. Because you're going down the mountain to the town. You see smoke. And you're not sure. But you think you hear some screaming.
2: Dad. Do, do you hear that?
0: Yep. And he kind of he stops the wagon and says grab your sword
2: she'll she'll go ahead and reach for her sword and at about that
0: time you hear some and then out of the clearing jumps about six or seven orcs and that's not good he says well I'm sorry
2: Tazra's thinking it but she's not going to say it out loud. But she's kind of... terrified. But she just looks at him and says, Ah, we're stronger than them. We can take them.
0: Back to back. Stay on the cart. And you battle for a little while. And then... you get hit in the back of the head and knocked out. And you come to... And you recognize this is your cell in the monastery.
4: What, what am I doing
2: back here? Uh, Father? Father?
0: Yep. And you hear it.
2: She'll, she'll kind of back away a little bit and say, Hel- hello.
0: Yes. You, you called, Dazra and it's your, the head of your order.
2: What. What? What am I doing back here? What hap- What happened?
0: What do you mean? Today is initiation day. You gain your full status as a you know a monk today with us at the monastery. Uh,
2: I. I was I, no, I was just with my father, and there was six maybe maybe seven orcs we, we, we were fighting what why am I back here? I I was just with him
0: I can't explain that one child but we do have business today. come
2: come Tazra will follow even though she's like super kind of out of it and confused.
0: And you go to the ceremony hall, and there's nobody else here, but at the end of the ceremony hall is a man, black suits, bright, almost glowing green, and and you turn to look over at the head of your order, and he's not there.
2: What? What? first my dad now now him what what's going on she'll she'll kind of look at the the man come closer and we'll discuss she'll she'll walk slowly but she'll she'll walk there
0: there's actually a couple of chairs and he sits down in a chair so sit sit down tazra you are perhaps the least complicated but most stable portion of, wouldn't you say that's probably a fair assessment
2: I yeah, I I mean I don't like to be complicated fights are what's complicated so might as well leave life uncomplicated
0: You showed great restraint in not killing Richard when he pushed you off the cart.
2: It was very hard not to.
0: I understand that sentiment. And I believe that you have become a confidant for both Samson and for Kai. And both of them trust you. They do? Both of them?
2: Mm,
0: my understanding of the situation... Hmm. Okay. So, what I would ask you... I, I am Hupo, to Just to make sure that we're clear cool. on this. What I would say is that your entire team is going to need you. And that includes Richard. If things go the way I hope they go, there are going to be some complicated days in the next few, possibly even months. Oh. Again... Not as a this is not a, a knock on you. You're you know as steady as your last name sewn hand. But you provide much more than that. You're a protector and a friend. And I believe that you are the glue that this group together to accomplish whatever task you put your mind to. Really? I think so.
2: I... I guess I just... Even though... I really dislike Richard, I just... When we fought the orcs, I just... I don't know what happened to my father, but I just... Know I wanted to... Protect... The people I... Feel need protecting. So I guess... I just can't stand not being the protector well
0: I think that you fill that role very well they're going to need you all of them and you gotta look over at him and that is ties glowing a brighter green and then this one glowing a brighter green says you do that for them
2: Yeah, I can do that for them.
0: I can't leave any better hands than you. And then the room goes green and then all you see is green. So. (laughs) Kai, you were kind of looking around. And, as you kind of look around, you know, you're kind of thinking it's kind of chilly.
4: Um, Kai will stop and place their hand on their sword, because the temperature has changed very quickly. Do they see snow?
0: Yeah, there's snow on the ground. No sword, though.
4: Okay, so Kai will go to grab their sword and close their hand around empty air and then see snow and look around really confused. Say hello.
0: And as you wait, kind of get a little echo. And then... There's a little boy that jumps on your back from the rock that was right behind you. He says, I got you, Marina.
4: So, Kai, Marina, they're going to... Hmm.
0: You recognize that voice.
4: Irina's going to falter a little bit and like stumble not expecting someone to jump onto their back. Um What?
0: I got you. That's your brother.
4: reach around and grab the boy and <laughs> kind of like hold him out in front of her just for a second and like squint because it's been such a long time and it's such such a thing in in the past um Marina will set Varys down and say oh What?
0: What? I never get a chance to get you.
4: Um... Marina's gonna take a step back and look down and inspect herself.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're wearing your standard tunic and pants. You guys always have to modify human clothing though, because of the tails.
4: Um Marina's gonna take a knee and Grab grab Varys by the shoulders. What is this?
0: Well Mom sent me there's some people coming into town. Yeah,
4: there are people coming in. And Marina's going to let go and like run into town. I'm, I'm kind of like imagining like an outer field and then like she's going to run into town. Looking for her family.
0: Yep. And you get to your house and everybody's OK. There's your mom and your dad. Your older sister,
4: Marina, is going to like burst through the door. <laughs> I'm just looking around like a like a crazy person. Not really like sure what to make of this.
0: Oh, hey, honey. Your mom says, "Did Ferris find you?" And your brother kind of runs in panting. He's so, like, I got her this time.
4: What is happening?
0: Yeah, dad kind of walks over and passes him on the head. like, I'm sure you did. Well, you know that we don't normally have outsiders come through, but there was a, you know, a trading wagon of, you know, a couple of humans that came through town and you know, they sold us a few things and said that they would come back one day and sue you know, better goods. We kind of told them the things that we lacked and they were going to try to get those things.
4: Now, is this is playing out like a memory? Like, is this something that Kai would remember? Yeah. Okay. When? When? When are they coming back?
0: Ah, uh, they said probably about a month.
4: We have, we have to go. We have to leave. Go where? Away, away from here. You need to pack your things, and then Marina's gonna like run into her, her room and like start just shoving things in bags.
0: Well, you go through the door, and you run straight into Alexander.
4: Um, Marina is going to look up, and on their already pale face, if it could go whiter, she's a ghost, and she'll look up and meet the eyes of Alexander and say, no, no! And start backing up.
0: Yep. And he reaches out you by the arm and throws you onto the ground. Watch where you're going!
4: Uh, Marina's gonna take in a second to, like, take in their surroundings to, like, confirm where they're at.
0: This is probably the first camp.
4: Um... Mm. Marina's gonna stand up and shake shake their head and say no and start running in the opposite direction
0: yeah you tried to get up and he's like you know what it's time for you to really earn your keep I'm about tired no
4: let go of me
0: he says it's time for you to prove your worth You know, stop cleaning the arena. You're gonna fight it.
4: So this is a nightmare Kai has had many, many times. Um, And
0: and it's playing out exactly the same.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so Marina is clawing and fighting and just desperately trying to get away.
0: Yep, and you have a dagger that Alex shoved into your hands as he tossed you into the arena. And there are two wolves across from you. And these wolves are very lean and look very mean and they look very hungry.
4: Marina holds the dagger with both hands. Um, like, trembling. Um, knowing those wolves are going to attack.
0: And we don't even realize it You've got a couple of scratches on you, but one wolf is dead over there, and then you've actually got the other one, you know, the dagger that he is, you know, jabbed all the way up through its throat and then into its brain. Um, and the few people in the audience were actually pretty impressed by this, as was Alexander.
4: She's just gonna let go of the dagger and, like, drop to her knees and just start sobbing.
0: And... As you get back up... And, because you hear the chants... So... You get that... That good... Marina! Marina! And you have these... This pair of scimitar that you're wielding. And... When you look across... There are three Tiefling, well, you can't really call them children, they're probably teenagers like you, and you recognize all of them, and these were your friends.
4: So, Marina was brandishing her swords and taking in the cheers, Um, but when her gaze falls on her friends, the swords just kind of drop and she searches for Alexander in the stands to give him a disgusted look in defiance.
0: Yep. And this is the first time that you just you don't satisfy the crowd because you try every trick that you know to escape. And you know that it actually would be pretty easy with all the training that you received and the, you know, beautiful scimitars that you're working with right here to all these three But you really just, you run out of room. And it's your.
4: Um, after the last one is slain, Marina throws the this guitar's is down, and... I'm sorry.
0: You okay, Em?
4: Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I just had nothing else to say.
0: And it's almost like... Minutes turn into weeks, turn into months. And... It's been... Almost every from your... From your clan from your town, they've thrown them all at you, and luckily, you know that your your parents and your 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 brother, your sister, wound up with a different slaver, or you know that that probably would have been, you know, Alexander's sadistic twist on things, but. Today was promised a special as Marina the Marauder has been given a special opponent for the E. And you look across from you and this is Don. And this was one of Varys' friends. And he's probably no more than Five or six.
4: So, Marina um, walks into the arena enjoying the cheers and looking around like she had the first time. And over the months, she had begun to enjoy all of it, but seeing seeing Donnie, who she if he if he's been in the same campus her, I'm sure she's like seen him going around and doing things. Um and takes a look at him and looks back to Alexander who watches her from the same spot every time and <laughs> she Glares at him and says, "Is this some sort of sick joke?"
0: You know what you have to do. No.
4: No After more. After this,
0: we take the show on the road.
4: I'm not doing this anymore. Um. But as and the crowd, there's a chorus of
0: blues. Yeah.
4: Um. Um. And. I kind of, I kind of imagine, like, a chanting. By this point, she's got quite the, quite the following, and this, the chanting starts, you know, and it starts growing and building, and over the months, she had pushed away her feelings and relied on survival instincts to get through this. But the sheer amount of almost like ecstasy of like the crowd cheering and pushing her onward Marina grips grips her weapons tightly and begins to walk over to the child
0: yep and he kind of looks up at you and you can kind of see his eyes are like just terror in his eyes because he's helped clean up after what you've done over these past few months. And as he looks up at you and realizes that there's really no chance for mercy he just kind of drops down, puts his head into the dirt.
4: Before he drops down Marina is though her face is taking in the cheers, her eyes are just full of pain and regret for what she's about to do. And raising, raising her weapons to look around at the crowd as he kneels down in front of her, The her eyes glaze over and that familiar look of Kai just comes over her face and she brings her swords down and tries to finish it off as quickly and as painlessly as possible.
0: And later that night, Alexander comes to you and he's pretty pissed, though. And he kind of shoves you and says, You did a great job of fooling him, but cleanup found him alive.
4: There's a brief look of relief in Marina's eyes. Don't touch me.
3: You, bitch!
0: I kill you too. And he draws his big, great sword out.
4: Um, Marina looks. Do I have my weapons around?
0: Yeah, yeah. You're okay. still armored.
4: Oh, okay. Marina draws her weapons. She says, "I'm done with you. I'm done being pushed around. I'm not killing my family anymore."
0: You'll do what I tell we You will die.
4: If anyone's gonna die, it's gonna be you. And he's a thrust.
0: Like yep, yeah, Yep. And he kind of parries over a couple of thrusts and he never actually fought anybody with a great sword. He kind of makes this you know maneuver that you wouldn't have thought possible sword and he actually clips the tip off of one of your horns. But all of a sudden, you take the advantage and run him through.
4: As he falls to the ground and the great sword falls Mayrina's going to grab it and David and Goliath style chop off his head Um, and as she does so she'll say I hope you brought in hell
0: Oh I think he is What? I was in charge and you look over and kind of a barrel is a man in his mid-fifties in a black business suit and a bright almost glowing green tie.
4: do I have the sword in my hand? uh yeah um Kai is going to throw the sword down their knees like shaking like it just I have lost all the strength in their body and drop to their knees and look at this man. Who the hell are you?
0: Well, I hope I'm someone that can help you on the path to healing. Healing? Yes?
4: Answer my question. Who are you?
0: Oh, very well. If you want it in plain English, well, you call it common now. It was English in my day. I am Hupa. Uh
4: Uh-huh. The god we were supposed to see.
0: Yeah. That is correct.
4: This and Kai will gesture around to... They'll, like, grab their greatsword and, like, push themselves up, like, leaning on it and gesture around. And... Is this part of the healing? This sick joke?
0: Your own mind brought you here. I just gave your brain the ability to pull this and this is where you went. I didn't choose
4: this. Why? Why? Why would you give me the ability to do that?
0: because i feel that there are graces from all of you all four
4: you feel you don't know how i feel you know how any of us feel
0: well i didn't say that i that you felt that i said that i felt
4: that. you don't even know anything about us
0: i know that varus is alive
4: What? That's not true.
0: He survived a little worse for wear. Unfortunately your parents and your sister they're still in slavery, but they are alive as well. But Varus actually got out. He's living with, he's living with a family, probably two months travel, life, foot from here.
4: How big is this man?
0: Ah, close to six foot.
4: Okay, um, Kai is going to stand up now with newfound strength and Walk over to this man as if they are going to grab him by the collar.
0: And you reach to grab him by the collar and get right through him.
4: Um, Kai tries again.
0: Yeah, right through him.
4: Tell me where right now.
0: I can tell you. And I will tell you. I will give you a map, and I will help give you supplies for this, for your trip. But you need to hear me, and not be preoccupied. Can you do that?
4: Kai looks around at the corpse on the ground.
0: it's not there anymore
4: okay are we in the same area
0: yeah but the corpse is going
4: okay um, knowing that this this being knows where her brother is Kai will take a step back though has the great sword in the very tight grip I'll hear you out but not not here
0: Okay, and he snaps his fingers, and you're sitting at kind of a generic table. Your great sword is sitting on the table in front of you, kind of between you and him. Is this more comfortable?
4: This is fine. Let's hear whatever you have to say to me.
0: What happened to you is a tragedy. You survived in the best way that you knew how. But did you. And. Much the same as your. Companion. Richard. You have built a character around yourself. And not even really in your particular case, a character, but more of a caricature. And the only way that you're ever going to be truly satisfied in life is to be honest, at least with those closest to you. And... There was the unfortunate event where your companion found your secret. But I th- think your other t- after discussions with them, I think that there's going to be some more understanding of each other. I'm not saying that you need to reveal your trim immediately. But I think it's you need to be honest with yourself and with them. If you travel by Kai, I think that's a fine name, although I might ditch it going back out into the less developed world. Lest you bring attention to yourself. We took care of the Brandon situation, but you are on to Pell. But I think a little bit of honesty and openness with your groupmates might go a long way.
4: <laughs> Tazer and Samson maybe, but. Not that other bastard.
0: I think you should give him a chance to out on what he will have to say. Perhaps you let him go for You've already heard part of his story.
4: Yeah. The day Richard is sincere is the day I go back to normal.
0: I think you should. I can't tell you to believe him right away. But I think you and he have a lot more in common than you would really hope to ever agree to. You both went through traumatic experience. You both created personas that helped defend yourself the horrors of that past. And while you dealt in different manners I think that there's a lot more common ground there than you want to give.
4: Yeah, if you say so.
0: I did. At least give him the opportunity. My recommendation is going to be that you and your group stay here for... A little bit of time. My people have had eyes on your be safe. And and we'll continue to check in and make sure that he stays that way.
4: And you're holding my brother as what? A bargaining piece for me to do whatever your little godly will is.
0: No. Again, my recommendation is that you and your companions take a rest here for a few days, and whenever you say that you are ready to with your group, then I give you the map. My people will give you the map, I'm sure, and give you the resources. No strings attached.
4: You don't want anything in return. Why?
0: Because there should be good in the world. And the four of you, despite your misgivings about one of them, can be for good in the world. You live in dark times. And beacons of light are the only thing that keep good people going.
4: If you're looking for a beacon of light, it's not me.
0: As currently constituted? No. You're absolutely correct. But with your experiences your talents. And the experiences and talents of your groupmates. I think that there could be something special. And I've been wrong before. And I might be wrong about at least one of you. But the others will figure it out.
4: Kai will... kind of... Rests on the table in front of them and just like put their elbows down like this has been dramatic um, and say fine I'll hear him out I guess but if I don't get that map it's not gonna be good
0: you will get it and that tie glows green And the suit starts to go grow grow, grow, glow green. And kind of before you know it, you kind of look around. Everything is glowing green. And gosh, I think that's a good place for us to stop for the evening.
1: Yay! (laughs) <laughs> I I am so glad that Kai went last. <laughs> it was so epic. Ap- it just, like, it I, just worked. That could not have gone any better <laughs> because we went from tragic redemption story to hey, here's some cool shit. Your brain's going to bleed for a while to hey, you're going to have to be the glue that holds these his functional fuckers together for a little while. Back to tra- <laughs> tragic redemption story.
4: I don't know about redemption, but we'll see.
0: Well, after after all of that, I think at least M realizes that uh, Richard, Richard and Kai are <laughs> almost a damn character. <laughs> I
4: know Tom was going like, oh my gosh, we have the same backstory.
0: much like that's why we hate each other it's exactly it's, it's i love how that's played
4: out. oh my gosh that was a hard one to do yeah
1: like well, I, I can imagine uh, tazra and samson like sitting on the couch uh, <laughs> with, with popcorn and richard and kai are just like in their face screaming and then all of a sudden you're making out on the floor
4: Richard Sewell for guy
1: it'd just be like a, a, an anger bone it wouldn't even mean oh. anything it'd just be like the frustrations just ro- reached that point that's like alright this is happening you know, <laughs> Samson and Taz all of a sudden you know, the, some clothes get thrown on top of them. they're like uh alright guys we're just gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna take off uh, we'll be back in like never see you later <laughs> yeah,
2: and then Ooh. we
4: become best friends.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed that.
2: Oh, very uh, much. Uh, immensely. Too old?
0: Oh well.
3: <laughs> Tom, we can't hear Mike. <clears throat> Sorry, that's uh, the rude. You said so Richard is too old.
4: <laughs> Isn't Richard like eight hundred years old?
0: Uh, <laughs> early 30s?
3: Yeah, that's why I was just like, man, what are taking shots out here.
0: Well, I think really, what? 25? Yeah.
1: So? Uh, yeah, Richard, maybe early 30s, but, you know, the, the tragedy and sleaziness of his last several years of life have aged him about 20. No, yeah, yeah I, I just
4: can't a... get Bowler Hat Man out of my mind when I think of Richard.
1: I, I, he, he's man. A Keith Richards of the group. Yeah, like
4: If that was what his name was.
1: Don't really know how old he is, but he looks ancient.
3: Oh, geez, you have to age until... him, <laughs> too. <laughs> why, why can't he just have bags under his eyes? Why can't he just be tired, you know? Tired from his hard life. Get picked on by people and. Everything's just terrible. Can't even go home or be a self.
4: <laughs> how hand roll for how handsome Richard is. Roll like a 10 d10. I can't
3: just like
0: roll my charisma. What's his, what's his charisma? Oh, yeah. what, what's Richard's charisma?
3: I got a plus three on my charisma.
0: So you're a 16 charisma? Uh,
3: 17. Oh, cool.
0: yes. So I mean, he's pretty, pretty handsome. Above
3: average. <laughs> yeah. We're going on roll. He's just above average.
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, at a seventeen, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's pretty, you know, pretty, pretty charismatic. And he's, and that's a, yeah, that's kind of your your handsomeness scale normally.
3: So I mean, geez, Richard's Richard's handsome and hung, and you know, just just too old yeah. Handsome <laughs> well, and hung. That's how you gotta get them, ladies. Look, like if, if you're gonna get them in life,
4: you gotta have the two H's.
2: Yeah. Mm
4: hmm. Mm hmm. My throat hurts after that one.
1: And clip up. that audio. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare, Kenny. Right, right
3: there, handsome and hung. My throat hurts <laughs> after that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Well. Well, I hope that was worth the wait. Uh, I, 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 put, I, guess, uh, I put, in a lot of. I, I didn't put in like like I didn't have any of that wrote down. Like I had outlines of what all I was going to do there, but I kind of let it free flow. I, I
4: guess I, I had, a, had a lot that. for.
0: Yeah, I done a lot of work for uh, guys and Rich Samsons and uh, mm-hmm. and Todd worked on today. Sorry.
3: Better that Richard didn't try stabbing that guy, huh?
0: Uh, it was through him like like Kai's hands
3: did.
4: Kai almost tried to kill him.
3: I I thought about stabbing him when he like tr- when he hugged Richard. Like just I was like ah oh, that might not be the right thing to do though. Let me let me not just throw a wrench in everything like I always do. i the look, can he have this one?
4: Wow. His first good decision.
3: Uh,
2: it's 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 well, the first. Richard?
4: <laughs> Richard.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that's the it's the yes the re- redemption back to Ezekiel or whatever it was.
3: I mean, if that, that, <laughs> that's if it, it could be resolved that way, he might just be forced forced to stay the way he is. There's the no going back and being nice to Kai, I don't think I don't think Tazer <laughs> wouldn't even take him back Simpson Maybe mm. the, the two ladies, I think he's already too, too gone in their head
0: Well, I mean You gotta think that uh, With were conversations With you know, all four of you
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, Richard has yeah, to no. play like that uh, damaged good guy card. Like, I'm really a good guy. I'm just, you know, I have these issues that make me do these things. I tell.
2: <laughs> I have problems.
3: Yeah. Who, Let's see. Who's, who's buying maybe, that one?
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. We just tell a name to start with, and then go from there. Yeah. yeah.
1: What Kenny's gonna do is, uh, next session, we're all gonna wake up, like characters naked in a big pile, so we have no choice but to just talk about everything.
3: Is <laughs> <laughs> that tattoo you not got? better
1: done. than
0: that. <laughs> y'all y'all had, had no idea that I was going to go down today. No. Nope. I,
2: Definitely not.
3: I kind of tried to, to make Richard relive no. the murder. I oh, I wasn't up again.
0: N- no, I wasn't doing that.
3: I was like, God damn, he's gonna make Richard Watcher get stabbed up again.
0: I all I all almost made guys, uh, you know, la, the the the, the, <laughs> the child. I almost did it, and I was like, No, I, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't have another another. uh uh, uh, you know, issue like that.
3: Another JJ moment. Yeah, I can't help. I can't. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, M would have quit the podcast. no I would have
4: killed him. <laughs> I, <would've...
0: sighs> I, I didn't say that Kai would quit. I said
1: M would quit.
4: <laughs> no, I look for that kind of thing.
1: Well, plus, uh, you know, M learned from my mistake and and did not put anybody's real name or yes. you know personalities or anything behind any of those background characters. We have no connection. <laughs> True. Game, M, can we yeah. just
3: some of your family and friends'
1: names? book. <laughs> 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 okay. Sl- Sl- I was gonna say, uh, Kenny just goes to her Facebook. All right, so this is what happens. <laughs> M logs off.
4: You you think I would hesitate to stab my family.
3: <laughs> Kenny's sitting there, he's like, there's a horrible fire, and then just starts reading off your friends list, and this person died, <laughs> and this first <person> <laughs> just like first and last name of three hundred plus people or something. Like, you know. like I haven't talked oh. to those people since high school. Well, don't don't worry, you're not talking to them anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad this was worth the payoff
2: totally
1: so this is either going to yeah it's either going to bring the the group together or just inclusion
3: Uh, see I don't know if it's going to bring people together because for the most part no one knows what the other person saw or heard or anything like that it's like hey did you did you talk to the ghost guy last night I talked to the ghost guy. <laughs> you know, All I'm right, sure. Cyprus. It's it's just gonna have to uh kind of you know come out like maybe try to be less shitty, but then everyone's gonna be suspicious. Like, what's this asshole doing now? Was he being nice? Like the last time Richard was nice, he tried to throw Taz around the cart. Yeah. Thanks. You fart. Well, I did throw you out the cart. To be fair, you did get thrown out.
2: Yeah, I did. Then I hop right back in and punch the shit out of you.
3: <laughs> you, you waited 30 minutes. <laughs> but yeah.
2: Want to make sure we were, uh, you know, good distance. <laughs> make,
3: sure you, make sure you really wanted to make that choice. You didn't <laughs> think about turning around to come get me. Alright, bitch, I got you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, goodness. What? Oh. It's good stuff. All right, well, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and get off I'm here.
3: I think we need this one before the next game, so we can we can all re-listen to it. Even yeah, i was actually thinking even about a that. dirty version, even a dirty version. If you just give it to us whole,
1: yeah, and I can clip yeah. that audio.
4: Uh. Stop. Let <laughs> me <laughs> get my ringtone.
1: Right.
3: Oh my god, imagine like Kevin as your text tone and like you're sitting there like, talking to your mom all of a sudden. Oh, my throat hurts after that one. <laughs> <laughs> Familiar shit. Like, wait, what? Like, what? what,
0: what are are you the, or the pathetic one. <laughs> yes.
3: Know, that one could work.
0: I love Lang Richard. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I should to send that oh, one to that my boyfriend. My- I'm gonna send it to my boyfriend with no context. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs>
3: I love playing Richard. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, the, the, the last album in there. That there's no one below that guy. That
2: <laughs> oh, question. Does this sound gross? Okay, so I really want some Alfredo. But then I've been seeing all these pictures of steak, so I'm just like, ooh, what about steak Alfredo?
3: You can make the Alfredo and slice up some steak. Yeah. Like, I probably make it today, but...
2: yeah. Yeah, you know, like.
3: Or just have it
2: on the
0: side. Have it? Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you can just have I mean,
3: Alfredo. Are you Alfredo. It was on a steak? steak.
2: No, I I meant with it. Yeah, Justin was I, like, I, oh my god, that sounds disgusting. <sighs> and I was like, what? No, it doesn't.
4: Just garlicky steak. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's what I said. I was like, some garlic steak and just Alfredo. oh
1: Steak is good god. With, like anything.
2: Right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't have been or- a DD
4: session yeah. without a food talk.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I mean Steakhouse Parmesan crusted uh, You know steak steak And chicken Mm -hmm. And part of that's got like Garlic and butter on it So I mean that's essentially Deacon Alfredo Just missing the heavy cream
2: See I I knew I wasn't that Far off of crazy
1: So I I (sighs) finished my steaks With you know, garlic cloves, big pat of butter, and some rosemary, and spoon that hot butter all over the top of them, get a nice crust going on there. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <sighs> well, good. I'm glad somebody thinks it would probably be good, because I think it would be amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure, actually, trying to think of I think my wife went out with some friends the other night and she had leftovers of steak and Alfredo, so yeah, you, you're not alone.
2: Ooh. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's
3: weird that uh, last link you sent, like it opens funny in my phone. It doesn't open the file. Like
0: all the rest, that it. it actually opens the, the game flags Inc. Plague Inc. Huh? The, the just oh. file. Well, that's an AUP file, so you'd have to open that. audacity. You gotta, you gotta. Um, oh. Yeah, JJ, you long. gotta. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, exit as an MP3.
2: Alright guys, well I gotta get off of here. Me too. My my schedule's already screwed up enough as it is. <laughs> and I'm already sleeping all the time. I I don't, I don't need to be sleeping mm-hmm. even longer. Yeah. Uh, it's right, up till twelve. Good, all right. All right. good, good night. night. JJ, I'll drop Later. the uh, I'll
0: drop the link at for the uh, thing in the uh for the recording in here too, so you'll have it. Awesome. You. That sounds good. Alright. All right. Good night, guys. Bye,
2: guys. Bye-bye. Good night.
0: Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. We've got a whole lot more great content coming up and maybe a few surprises. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a production of the Torture Known Podcast Network. Copyright 2022.